0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 165 of the Augur Hear podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my three chummy co hosts,
1: Jonathan Colt. Chummy? It's me, Wenzel. Yeah, we're chumming the water for some sharks. Big sharks. Big sharks hungry for
0: gaming news. That's right. We're up to uh, week three nom, nom, of nom. our coverage of. Video game news. We'll be breaking down all the game happenings that we wanted to bring to light from June 14th to June 20th. And sort of just recap everything that we thought was of an import and bring that to light. So it'll be, it'll be a little bit different since we're just going to combine a bunch of new sources together. So this, these are just some of some of our favorite news stories from the past week. And uh, we kicked off Monday with a brand new trailer for Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, the, like, probably the first uh, Star Wars Ship flying game. It's probably the Road Squadron days.
2: Yeah, I mean there were, um, you know, there were flight squadron modes in like the Battlefront games, but those games are butt fuck garbage. So,
1: yeah, I don't even remember the last game uh, flight sim game from Star Wars.
2: Oh, that would probably be like the '90s with like Tie Fighter, X Wing, and Tie F- Tie Fighter versus, or X Wing versus Tie Fighter. That's
1: probably why I don't remember it. I wasn't born.
2: Yeah. Whose fault was that?
1: I guess it was mine. I'm sorry. You should have willed yourself into
0: existence faster. Idiot. Fucking baby.
1: But, hey, Star Wars Squadrons, it looks looks good. It looks really pretty. Uh, Personally, I would have loved this game probably seven years ago. (laughs) But as of right now... Man, I do not care about this at all. Yeah, me like, either. It's not what really... What was seven years ago? Seven years ago, I was playing Battlefield 3, and I was loving like the fighter jets and like flying in those jets. But I guess now, since I've played like uh, the Star Wars Battlefront and uh, all these other Battlefield games where you fly the jets, it's just become something that I've thought was cool for a little bit. But then after 30 minutes, I'm like, man, this is kind of boring. I'd rather be on the ground. And that's why I prefer Battlefront over this. But that's just me. Yeah,
2: yeah. like, I don't know. Right now, like, it's just hard for me to get excited about anything Star Wars after, you know, Episode 9 and and just all, like, the quote, discourse around Star Wars. It's just hard for me to get excited. I'm just like... (sighs) Fuck. Yeah.
1: yeah, I I get that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm. I'm but like,
2: uh, uh, oh, go ahead.
1: Sorry,
3: I I'm still excited for you know the Mandalorian, and I, I need to finish uh, the last season of the Clone Wars. Even though honestly, it kind of makes me so sad that um I'm kind of
2: uh, avoiding it. Um, uh, hey, I haven't watched it either, so don't feel bad.
0: Yeah, well, I I was wanted to just jump into the last season, even though just having just piecemeal knowledge of Clone Wars. I mean, I know the big points, but I figured I'd be okay to jump in, but I feel like to do it its proper service would be to go back and watch the rest of it, but you know uh that's a lot of material to get back, get through
3: yeah i mean i I you know I've watched it um, I need to rewatch it because I watched the first episode of the last season, but um, I don't know, I just kinda wanna go back through it and then kind of finish it, but I don't know. Yeah. It, it would just probably like uh, bring back too my, too many memories. still gonna watch it though.
0: too many feelings. Yeah. I will say before we move on to the next item. Uh, I mean, I'm interested uh, this, to me, I'm getting a lot of vibes that this will tie into the recent comic and book series about the Starfighters and Star Wars because it has the uh, you have this comic book series about the the resist- about, excuse me the x wing the sort of the good guy Navy. And then you also have the book series about the Imperial Navy and how they're coinciding with one another. And I think that that's a really interesting way to do have this bridging story between two different mediums. And then I think that will lead into this game. And also, apparently, there's supposed to be a, a, a hint toward a very big Star Wars figure in this game from the uh, sequel series, Ray Sloan, the woman who... With, oh, okay. Who who started essentially the first uh, the first order? Oh, oh wow. wow! Out of the ashes of the uh, empire. empire, and from, from the sequel series, he's probably one of the biggest, most interesting characters from sort of the expanding universe from that era.
3: Um, there was also uh, I saw I can't remember his name, but man, he was um he's a clone pilot. He's also supposed to be in this game as well. <sighs> can't remember i've i know his helmet his helmet's really cool i think he's part of the um 500 first legion because it has some blue uh patterns on it but um that i saw uh if they keep that helmet in there uh i think that would be pretty cool i will definitely try it um, just to see how it is. But, but like Colts, I'm not really that interested in it. Uh, I do think it's cool, though, that um, there's also a Transdotion pilot that was kind of... I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, that, I thought that was kind of... That really caught my eye. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool.
0: <laughs> For those who don't realize, Transdotion are sort of these very humanoid uh, repti- what trillion aliens in the Star Wars universe. Uh, Bosk, the Bosk
2: bounty hunter, the namesake of uh, Wenzel's Gecko, one of his geckos. Yep,
3: so be afraid.
2: And then like not only am I just like sort of burnt out with the Star Wars discourse, but also too, like the sort of ship stuff is one of my least favorite aspects of Star Wars. I'm more into like the mystical, philosophical, weird fantasy Jedi shit.
0: That's more into, sort of like the the hard sci fi of it, like the more sciencey nuts and bolts aspect. Yeah, I I like more of the fantasy. Yeah, th- of yeah. Star Wars
3: I, I could more. see that. I could see somebody not being kinda turned off by it. Like, I mean me personally, like
2: and it's not that I don't like it, it's just like if I had to choose, I'm like give me Jedi. Shield. Yeah, no,
3: that makes sense. Um I mean, I, I'm like the opposite. I'm really into um like you said, that hard kind of like hard sci-fi, like um, you know, mil- militaristic uh, technology, that kind of stuff. So that you know, that kind of makes sense.
1: But I, on the good side, this game's only gonna be forty bucks at launch, so <laughs> that's good. Oh. That's not <laughs> okay. that bad. So it's
0: very, very uh, reasonable, and it comes out October second, I think they said. Yeah. Oh wow, that's not that long.
1: Yeah, and it's not just a multiplayer game; it has a single player campaign. I mean, I'm gonna get it eventually. Just to play that campaign, because if it's good, yeah, I'm definitely not
2: getting it launch.
1: Oh yeah, I mean,
0: I've never from like the Road Squadron days from like Institute War GameCube; those are like some very beloved games, and and I think there's a chance that we might see that rekindled with Squadron. So, um, something to look forward to in Star Wars. It's nice to say that again. And uh, moving on to our next item on the docket, we have a, a trailer that was dropped on Tuesday, the 16th, and that was the Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory Games, which is a rhythm-based game for the Kingdom Hearts series.
1: Man, uh, if you told me this is where the story goes after Kingdom Hearts 3, I wouldn't have believed you, but now that I've seen this trailer, I realize this is the obvious direction, guys. I don't know how no one saw this coming. <laughs> this happens, or I believe this takes place right after... Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. So, that's insane. Uh, I think it's Nomura that makes these... Is it Nomura?
2: Yeah, it's Nomura.
1: He's a madman, and uh, I'm pretty excited to play it. Are, are, are you being serious? Like, I'm being serious. Is... I believe. Oh, you're I believe. Not, you're,
2: this isn't a bit... Oh, okay. <laughs> All
1: right. And uh, the only downside is, man, some of these songs are slow as hell. There's 140 of them, apparently. And some of those songs are really slow. And that's going to kill me. <laughs> but uh, there are songs like Sanctuary or uh, Simple and Clean that I will get just for. Get the game just for those.
0: Oh, actually, the 140 songs are just remixes of those two games.
1: Please don't just do Sanctuary remix. <laughs> please. You all know that
3: I'm the biggest uh, Kingdom Hearts fan and nerd on the podcast. So let me give my two cents on this, uh, on this trailer. That's it.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you'd say that. <laughs> uh,
3: I didn't watch the trailer because I've never played Kingdom Hearts and I didn't even know there was a trailer for this, so uh, I can't say anything.
2: Yeah, because I, I didn't watch the trailer because I just saw the screenshots. Oh, it's a music rhythm game of Kingdom Hearts. Cool. But the fact that this is going to be like story significant, like I'm
1: not surprised. It reminds me of how they swapped like right after I was- I think it was after Kingdom Hearts 2 they released uh, Chain of Memories. Is that the card one?
2: No, that was after the first one.
0: Yeah, because that was the interval between 1 and 2.
1: It just reminds me how they changed the gameplay so drastically just for fun, just to see what it's like.
0: I mean, in that, that aspect, you know, God bless for them just to make new things and just try new things. It's it's always dependent on the person. Wouldn't they like that particular change? But I, I, I did think it was funny that Nomura, after hounding his production team is finally getting his musical like game because he's been trying so hard to get like music based game or combat in the proper series and it's like and he just i guess he wore him down because he, he's finally getting a full music game <laughs> i yeah, mean they
1: finally like- <laughs> got the uh m- uh little mermaid uh mini game and the i think the first game as a full game
2: I that was the second one. It's the second one. Or
1: the second one. I don't remember. They blend together, but the second one is better, obviously. It sounds like
3: you're not a true
2: fan.
1: I am a fan. It's just that it's been a year or two. <laughs> Give me some time.
2: God, I know it was just a rumor at one point that Nomura, uh, when he was still the director for what became Final Fantasy Fifteen, he saw Les Mis in theaters, ran up to the execs, and was like, guys, it's a musical now. Fuck. And the, and then shortly after that they were like, Yeah, you're off this project. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that that's great
3: though, that like somebody could be just I don't know, so moved I don't know. That's how he sounds like a fun guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he is. I love the way he works and the way uh he wants to take risks, but sometimes those risks should not be taken. Like <laughs> if yeah, Final like, Fantasy like, fifteen and- was a rhythm game, I would have died. A twenty-hour rhythm game. That's funny. I mean,
2: more I, like a sixty-hour rhythm game, open-world rhythm game.
1: I love rhythm games, but you can't do that to me. You know, he's he's crazy
2: enough to do it. Oh man, uh, when I, when do you think we're going to get news on Final Fantasy sixteen?
1: Uh, when Final Fantasy VII is done in eight years?
0: Oh fuck! You, you don't think they're having like simultaneous teams work on the seven, seven part two, and then sixteen?
1: I mean, they probably do, but they probably do, like, 30 minutes of work uh, a week, and then they're like, all right, let's go work on 7 again.
0: <laughs> uh, it's the same team. <laughs> they, just, they, they just walk into different buildings for each game.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I'm assuming. Oh, uh, man. Which my assuming is just facts. You know, the
3: way they name the Final Fantasy games, it sounds like I'm naming them because, like, get me on that naming team. I, I want to do a Final Fantasy VII, uh point zero one. Final Fantasy point zero two, Final Fantasy. That's Kingdom Hearts, Winslow.
1: <laughs> what? 2.8. Point... Yeah, that's Kingdom Hearts, Winslow.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't that's fucking care. Might...
1: I'll do whatever I want. Final Fantasy seven and a half. You know what? I'll
3: take
2: it. I'll take it as well.
3: Final <laughs> Fantasy uh, five seven. It has Timon and poom in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy eight fifths. That's right. We're going into. Um,
1: it's not the first time it happened in <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Already. <laughs> they, they did
3: they did three, five, eight uh, over two days. God damn it. What no, what's um what are those fractions called? Um Like improper fractions.
1: Improper fraction. We're going to improper fractions, boys. Uh, I like mean, like I, I said, they've already done that. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts, man. They're fucking crazy. Well, I'm doing it again.
0: Imaginary numbers. Oh, Oh yeah. fuck. Don't do that to me, Pat. Oh, bringing back some some painful math memories.
1: Oh, don't I just remembered that. Yeah, man. man. I,
0: uh, <laughs> Fuck. Don't do
3: that. Oh. It's
1: messed up, Pat. Why would you say Why?
3: It's Kingdom Heart's XY axis. Was that the most controversial thing Pat's ever said on the podcast? I think so. I think so. It's uh
2: <laughs> Kingdom Heart's parabola. Oh my god. I'm going to beat you with a rock. <laughs> Not to be confused with uh, Kingdom Hearts Vector. And
1: Parappa the Rappa.
3: And not to be confused with Kingdom Hearts. Um, <laughs> um, Oh, uh, fuck. Oh, no, I don't remember. And, uh, it had some equations, I don't know.
0: And moving to our next item, we have a, probably a big day for the week. That was Wednesday, the 17th. And we got a Pokemon Presents to start off the morning, where they revealed three new games in addition to some extra footage for the Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC Isle of Armor. And kicked off with the presentation with a huge subver- subversion of expectations with a, with a free app game, Pokemon Smile, where it teaches children to enjoy brushing your teeth.
1: Let's be real. They announced one game that day.
3: But should we take a thirty good 30 minutes to talk about Pokemon Smile? Yes. yes.
1: Uh, okay. <sighs> okay. Isn't it just Tooth Tunes? Hey!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) Wow, that's a blast from the past. Yeah, you you get
1: to choose between Hannah Montana
0: or Kisses, rock and roll all night, party every day.
1: I'll be honest with you, I did not watch this because as soon as I saw the like toothbrush, I was like, I'm out. This is Pokemon sleep tier shit. To be honest, (laughs) Um, I didn't watch any of these. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> I watched Pokemon Snap I s- and a tiny bit of Cafe Mix, but Cafe Mix was personally not interesting. I saw all the screenshots for Pokemon Snap, and I thought I was like, that's cool, but bye. Yeah, I mean, I've played the original Snap, and I get why it was big when it was first released, because, uh, I don't know, Pokemon's cool, but now I'm not really interested in it. It looks real pretty, though. I mean, we can have, we can... Enslave Pokemon to fight for us. That's better than just taking would I want to take pictures, <laughs> yes, man. Exactly. I want my Pokemon to beat you're each you're other. You're observing them in their natural dead. habitat.
0: You get to see what it looks like. You get to see a Pokemon eat another Pokemon.
1: That's
3: true. Magikarp. Was it Magikarp about to eat? Um.
0: No, it's a Pidgeotto or or Pidgeot swooping up a Magikarp out of the water to eat it. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that that's fucking brutal.
0: I mean, cause he, cause Pokemon's always been like low key brutal, and even more so with like Gen like with Sun and Moon on up, they really hyped up to like just a low key terror of the whole series. Like how what was it in Gen three, Gorbis, the little pink pretty eel uh it, it feeds by skewering its spray and draining its fluids out yeah got to
3: eat somehow or like um how the sandygast from sun and moon um it's like what possessed by the souls of the of dead children or th- uh,
0: yeah.
1: also a pokemon that like a Drift bloom will take away kids and uh just kill them uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I, I remember Drift bloom, the, the balloon it's a, it's a ghost pokemon that it it tries to it wraps its Feelers around children's arms in the tent to carry them off, but the the children are too heavy. And then, like uh, going way back, hmm. to the first gen, uh, Hypno. One of his entries was Hypno hypnotizes people with its pendant. There's a story of a of a Hypno stealing away a hypnotized
3: child. Fuck,
2: that's
1: terrible. Yeah, Pokemon's a little dark. Yeah, I don't know al- if uh, people know. Also, the yeah, like-
3: the uh, the evolved version of that Sandcastle Pokemon. I I I know this because I recently caught it it traps pokemon in its sand and then it sucks their soul out like that's from its uh its entry so
1: well how does it suck the soul out like how, like are we saying it sucked the soul out like bitch or they saying they suck the soul out. it sucks the soul out it's a demon does it suck you off does the sandcastle suck you off
3: i don't want okay there's a picture of a pichu being trapped in it i don't want to think of a sandcastle sucking off a pichu
0: Yeah, you gotta go to DeviantArt for that.
1: I don't... I don't think there should be any of that. (laughs) Well, you can't stop the horny, Winslow. You would know of all people... yeah, I'll get you one of these in real life when Pokemon becomes real.
3: Get me what?
1: A, a Sandy
0: Gas. Oh, okay. Well, wh- while we're on Pokemon, why don't we talk about a little bit about Isle Armor, since uh, both of y'all got to play that this week. What did you think of the new Pokemon DLC?
1: I'm loving it. I'm not that far into it right now, because Last of Us 2 just came out. But I'm really, really enjoying it. It's not like the base game. It's like uh, the wild area, but it's more organized. And it looks better, in my opinion.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, no, go ahead.
1: I I'm just really enjoying it so far. I'm mostly going around digging up all the Diglets for the past uh, forms of Pokemon because there's a side quest where you, every ten uh, Diglets you find, you get a uh, like a lowland form or just a regular form of a uh, Galarian Pokemon. It's a really fun little thing so far.
3: Yeah. Um. I'm like. Because the Last of Us Two came out, I've actually because it's so um, dread and anxiety-inducing for me. I've been playing the Isle of Armor, and I beat it last night. Um, or I should say last night. The the time this come out, I would have beaten it uh, Saturday or early Saturday morning. It's yeah, like Colt said, it's really really good. It's more organized, and it makes me wonder why couldn't they have done this for the base game? Um, because uh the the decks is uh. There's, only, there's like uh the decks for this area is 207 Pokemon um, but a lot of those Pokemon from the the main gallery region uh carry over so you, you know you'll fill out a lot of it pretty fast and um it looks pretty it, like Cole said it's more organized especially with how the Pokemon are dispersed uh it's it's just really um it's really it's really fun and um the Diglett, the Diglet side quest. I mean, I know probably people might find that a little bit tedious, and it is because they can be kind of fucking hard to find. But um, it, it's worth it. I'm a collector. I love a collector. Y- yeah, I love it because now I'm currently. Uh, you have to find 151. I'm currently. I need to find like 60 more. Uh, and like Colt said, you get like, uh, you get a Lolan region Pokemon, and it's like it's well worth it in my opinion. So, you know, really good.
0: So someone made a point on Twitter I thought was pretty funny. Cal, there's all these people who are pissing and moaning about the, the textures or the environments and uh, vanilla sword and shield. So Game Freak, as a, a point of spite, makes it to where you have to uh, t- uh, tediously, laboriously go across the entire map in focus to find the so it So that's that, that was a joke someone's making that uh, this is what you get. You have to, you have to look at this game, you, you dumb shit for complaining about the
3: first one. <laughs> That is fucking good, <laughs> because those diglets are in some like, you know, you can find them pr- fairly easy, but some of them are in like weird spots, and I love it.
1: I will give you a tip: play it on your TV. They're way yes, easier yes. when you're playing on your. Play TV. it on your TV. That tiny screen it does not do you any favors when it comes to hunting. Diglets. No, it
3: was it was funny because I, I've been playing it mostly on my on my uh, on the regular Switch, and I've been like. You know, I, I've been okay at finding diglets, and I put it on my TV, and the areas that I've been through, I'm like, why the fuck did I not find these diglets earlier? Like, literally one of them was on the path that you walk, and I was like, how the fuck did I not see this bitch? <laughs> so I grabbed it by its hair. <laughs> it's tiny little hairs. Oh my god, I love them, though. I love the shit out of them. Little fuckers.
1: Yeah, so I would say, if you like Sword and Shield, give it a go. It's like, the DLC- uh oh. Bundle is thirty bucks, uh, but it's a fun little time if you're okay with spending the money. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Now, with this DLC, is is it uh, is it thirty just for uh, out of armor, or is it thirty for both this and the the DLC that's coming out in the fall? It's just kind of
1: packaged together, but only ones unlocked. Ones. It's a bundle. It's a bundle deal but where you get both of them. Bu- but okay. the thing one's is, unlocked. that they're not sold individually at the moment. So the only I think the only way to get them is you have to get the bundle.
3: Yeah, but, like, you know, I mean, you know, if you have $30, well, you know, it's not much. And for what you get, it's I think it's worth it um, because I can imagine the next one is going to be a lot bigger than Isle of Armor. But Isle of Armor already is pretty damn big. And, like, again, I don't know why they fucking put all these goddamn Pokemon in there. Why can not they put it in the base game? But with all the Pokemon you get, it's, you know, it's nice. But that kind of sucks you had to pay for them.
1: <laughs> but, wait, actually, you don't. Because uh, if oh, you ooh. wanted to, yeah, you're right. you're... Uh, you could have someone that has it, or if you have uh, Pokemon Home, you can trade them up into your game. That's true. Uh, you don't have to buy the DLC to get the Pokemon that were added in the DLC.
3: Very true, very true. Unless you want Cub Fu. You'll
1: just
0: have someone do all the work for you, you lazy bum.
3: True. Oh, one more thing. Cub Fu is fucking awesome. No spoilers. I gotta get that little bear. I know. Everybody knows Cub Fu's in there. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no spoilers. Okay, done.
0: Moving right along we, uh, into Thursday, we have a, we had a big announcement that uh once again, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. Whoa, whoa, slain. whoa,
3: Pat, slow down. Jason Momoa just got his Aquaman skin in Fortnite. You just
1: skipped over the biggest fucking thing on this dock. Aquaman Fortnite, Pat. Aquaman what Fortnite. The
3: fuck? <laughs> 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 Pat's just like fuck. <laughs> We got That's em. the he's, most he's, epic <laughs> thing I've ever heard.
1: Goddamn God right, it is epic, <laughs> bruh, bruh. <laughs> damn, that's all. We we don't have to go any further into that. It's cool. I like how Fortnite gets all these uh, cool events. So neat.
0: Yeah, bring in the cop destroyers and we'll talk.
1: Yeah, I want that as a DLC character. I know it's a kid's game, but they're just too influential. They need to be in it.
0: They're, they're teaching people about safe sex on Netflix. That is true. They're sex educators. Sex education in this country needs to be dramatically overhauled.
3: Pat, do not get me started. <laughs> Please.
0: Yeah, t- tune in to our very special episodes The Lads Talk Sex Education, coming soon.
1: It's just going to be us asking a bunch of questions and no one knows what sex is. It's like, what does this mean?
2: Hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, where's the clip?
1: What is that? <laughs> Quick question. What's a penis? I'm scared. All these big words are scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alrighty.
2: Now that we got that out of our system.
0: Well, speaking of genitals, you can import your genitals in Cyberpunk 2077 and make it big, as small, and as rotund as you want, but you'll have to wait a little bit longer because Cyberpunk 2077 is, was pushed back to November. That's November 19th, I believe. And according to the, the developers... The game itself is finished. Zero are just taking this time to really iron out all the kinks and make sure everything flows right, make sure there aren't any hiccups when it would launch. And when it does launch, they did say it would be playable on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X as well. Yes.
1: Uh, f- one thing about Cyberpunk, or CD Projekt Red games, is it's not a CD Projekt Red game unless it's delayed at least 27 times. Oh, fuck. So... We're getting our games worse, so uh, I expect it to be delayed uh probably another twenty times. But uh yeah. <laughs> Will we see
0: Cyber Twenty Seven Seven before the year twenty seventy seven?
3: Uh maybe. The thing is though, is that when they first announced this game too, we just got like a very, you know, small trailer and um
1: twenty twelve, by the way. That was back in
3: twenty twelve and then uh none of that stuff in the trailer except for one component is actually in the game that we got now. I mean I don't think it will be delayed and I'm you know at least they're being honest and be like we want to make sure you know everything's ironed out so but like the fact that it's it will be playable at launch on PlayStation 5 Xbox Series X makes me think like all right I'm definitely willing to wait play it on PlayStation 5 because I'm definitely getting that so
1: Yeah I'm like I'm not really disappointed disappointed that it was delayed cuz I'm actually pretty happy it was delayed cuz I want to play it but I'd like to play it on the better console Exactly yeah yeah, so uh, I'm I'm willing to wait in a week or two if it comes out before the PS5 actually drops. I'm willing to wait that week uh, to play it on the better console. If it's over more than two weeks, I will go berserk.
0: <laughs> you mean you can't wait a, a little bit longer? Is it just because you want all the uh, Keanu Reeves you can get in it? Yes, yeah.
1: And I also want my genitals to be as big as they can be. <laughs> Boing. a Humming. What
0: was that game Cannon was telling us about that had like, had the dick slider on it? Was it that
1: Conan game? I think so. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, in co- yeah, Conan, you can see all of everything if you want to. Really?
3: Yeah. I remember in uh, Saints Row the Third, you could uh, you could adjust your genital size in there too. So, because there,
1: gaming is only getting better, apparently. Apparently, you can yep. see it all. <laughs> yeah. Are there any
0: stat boosts for having enlarged genitals?
1: Uh, actually, it's a decrease. Yeah. Uh, where uh, you run slower and you trip a lot. But <laughs> if it's if it's
3: if it's tiny, your speed, your speed goes oh, up. Oh, you get
1: super fast. You're like Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm
3: talking about your ass, by the way.
2: So, so is this uh, Sonic the Hedgehog has a micropenis confirmed? No. Oh, for No, sure. Sonic has a small ass. I'm talking about ass. Oh.
3: What are you guys talking about? <sighs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good shit. Good shit. Small nipples, too.
1: Cyberpunk twenty seven seven not delayed not not that bad if you think about yeah
2: I mean it. it's
3: only a couple months
1: it's not that big of a deal yeah. I can't
0: believe you guys are being so reasonable about a game being delayed I, I was expecting
3: much more vitriol
1: nah I've got too many other games I need to too play too much
0: shit it drops is anyways. happening
3: I I can't be upset I mean good for them
0: good for them I guess how dare they take time to make a game good sons of bitches. <laughs> But one game that came out that I'm very much looking forward to is that it came out on Thursday as well. That was West of Dead. That this is a twin stick isometric shooter. And this it, it stars Ron Perlman, fully voice acting a, a ghost gunslinger, very reminiscent of Ghost Rider in a, in a demon Western world. And I'm super excited. this. I don't think my computer will be able to handle it, so I may have to wait until November for the Switch release.
1: Is this the game that was developed by Devolver? Mm. That's that's a good question. I'm not no, sure. No, it's
3: not. It's made by uh, Upstream Arcade, and the publisher
2: was Raw Fury. This game looks great. <laughs> I haven't seen it. And also, you know, like... Uh, Okay. Ron Perlman is one of the best people alive. So
0: Yeah, he's taking the racists and assholes to task
2: on Twitter on a daily basis. <laughs> did, did you see where he uh, challenged uh, Ted Cruz to a wrestling match?
0: <laughs> I did.
2: <laughs> Fuck. Take him down. Come on, Ted Cruz. Get in the ring, you pussy.
1: Nah, don't mess with him. He eats cow butter. Ted, Ted is... Be careful. Ted's the Zodiac Killer. <laughs>
0: Ryan Pearlman's Perlman's Hellboy, uh, he slayed. He was an assassin that terrorized Colin Farrell in a phone booth. He also drove motorcycles.
2: Mm-hmm. He did do that.
0: I'd be willing to bet that uh, Gunslinger Ghost in the West of the Dead gets a motorcycle, thereby combining uh, the Venn diagram
2: of Ghost Rider fans and Son of Anchority fans into a single circle.
1: You know what? I will be
2: in that group. I, I imagine that Venn diagram's not that big to begin with. There's overlap. Uh, I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of overlap, probably.
3: I wonder I wonder if there's going to be customization because, I mean, it'd be kind of sick to get like, you know, a Ghost Rider, East, like, little reference or Easter egg because, I mean, they couldn't do a full-on Ghost Rider uh, costume because I'm pretty sure uh, that would get them in trouble financially.
1: Oh, this this is begging for a Ghost Rider, like, at least Easter egg. Yeah. I mean, they can make a reference. Because I'm looking at gameplay right now, and oh my god, this looks amazing. Yeah.
3: Man. Woo!
1: Woo-wee And mama. I think it's
0: only only 20 bucks on Steam. It's available on Steam and Xbox right now. And I think, if I'm right, it's only $20, which is, that's damn good for what we've seen. Yeah.
3: If it's on Xbox right now, I might buy it.
0: <laughs> and if you're on Twitch, like me, you'll have to wait just a little bit longer to November, but I think that'd be worth the time. Because my computer's just not capable of running any sort of fully functional game like that.
2: Uh, yeah, your computer is about to croak.
0: We also have a bit of a tease. It seems that the covers for the Crash Bandicoot game, the fourth in the series, was released from a Taiwanese listing, along with a blurb describing that essentially a time-traversing game, and there seems to be a, a group of masked characters that have some sort of relationship to Aku Aku, Crash Bandicoot's masked companion, I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes because uh, this is also made by the team who did the, the Crash uh, Remaster series, who did the Spyros Remaster series, and for them to jump to this being number four after all these sort of subsequent games.
1: I'm, I've, I have a lot of hope. I think that they'll do pretty good after playing the uh, Spyro remakes. I, I absolutely loved them. They uh, stayed true to the original contents. They fixed uh, some small shit, and uh, all around those were great games or great remakes so i i think that they will do a pretty good job i did not care for the uh crash remakes because they stay too true to the original games by making them stay the same difficulty and i hate the original Cl- crash games because uh they're way too fucking hard i don't know about well, anyone cult. else here but that's get good the way i feel
0: Coming from the man that plays uh, all the Souls games, even Souls, Dark
3: Souls, Bloodborne.
1: Hey, the thing about those games, those controls are good, and they are very uh, reactive. These Crash controls... And a friend can help you. And also a friend can help you. But in Crash, you're all, all by yourself, you uh, bandicoot. Get um, good.
3: <laughs> that actually reminds me. I was recently watching a watch Mojo video about uh, thing events or things in a game... Thing, stuff that happens in a game that ruins it. And one of the things that apparently people were upset about, and I can understand why, is the Marauder in Doom Eternal. Apparently a lot of people just dropped the game or like got so mad because of that. I'm like, yeah, it's challenging, but get good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can get good. I'll just die and die a lot, but if the controls are shit, I'll drop your game so fast. Oh, yeah, no, you this, is, this know. isn't this an
3: attack on, on you. This is just an attack on people who can't get fucking good.
0: Also, maybe uh, normalize playing on easy mode. I don't have time to struggle with a game any more than I have to. I'm playing every goddamn game I got on easy.
1: No shame. Oh, yeah, I always play on easy. That's fair. I'm with you, Pat. I If I have the option to play on easy, I will play on easy. But, like, with Dark Souls or games related to it, I can't change the difficulty, so I do get good.
0: And uh, wrapping up our bit from Thursday last week, we had one of the only conferences for the weekend that was EA's play event. It was a live event that held at 6 p.m. that day. And they had about, about an hour's worth of conference. And what did we think of what was revealed there? Anything that caught your eye in particular?
1: Uh, this event sucked shit. It was bad. It was probably one of the worst EA live events in years. Uh, and I, that's saying something because... E A live events are not really something special but they had the guy that said fuck he said (laughs) fuck on live tv hey i love joseph faris but he didn't say it during a play ea play live event he said it during the game awards so i love him in the game awards and i also loved him in this bit because he's a pretty fun person but uh other than him and skate this event was doo-doo butt i don't know about anybody else
3: yeah, that's why I didn't watch it, because, like, I remember beforehand, Cole was just mentioning, like, all this stuff that could be potentially announced, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Then there was nothing uh, of interest that was announced.
1: They have so many cool, like, IPs and names. Like, they could, they could if they wanted to, hell, just remaster or re-release Dead Space. Get, you got Battlefield. You got everything Star Wars, which they are releasing the squadrons uh they like they are releasing skate as well they've got a huge backlog of names and they just like take them out back and shoot them in the head and they never yeah, touch them again pretty much i mean jesus like i mean i know visceral games doesn't exist
3: anymore but like i'm trying to look cause, yeah yeah still owns yeah, their I'm name, trying to look, I don't the name or the game I, I i thought somewhere i thought um somebody bought the dead space ip or whatever but i guess not but like they still like you said they own it so like I don't know have like a different company ah oh, man it just pisses me off that visceral games the visceral studios is gone like fuck I don't know really disappointing uh, people were getting excited about skate I guess but like I never really cared for skating games
1: which is why you suck and you're weak probably and plus they only just said oh my God we're starting development of skate there was no gameplay there was no teasers really they just said skate's happening it's not even confirmed it's skate four, they're just like, it's a skate game. So expect this in the next six years or four. It's gonna hey guys, be do, some we, time. do
0: we really need the return of beloved franchises when we have the uh ant- cartoony arena shooter with the with the reveal of Rocket Arena uh, uh
1: I'm so tired of these. I mean I understand that it's hard for like a new multiplayer game to release if you're not like uh, Battlefield or Call of Duty some blizzard game but games like this when you when i watched that trailer live i knew this game's going to be deadened and at most a month as soon as it drops it's going to be dead in the water and it's a free game
3: i mean they have apex legends so i mean i know this is a different you know studio or whoever
1: i mean apex legends had the uh ability to do so well because people saw that it was made by people behind titanfall and they said wow titanfall is amazing so I want to try this out, and I did the same thing. Apex Legends is a fun game; I enjoy it. Yeah, but I mean, I don't no, I see. It it, I still see a
3: ton of people um, talking about it. So you know, it's doing more than well. It's doing great. But like this, this is made by uh, uh, Final Strike Games. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna. If a game company wants to make something, go
1: ahead. But like, why would you make a multiplayer game? Or a, it's an arena shooter in 2020 that's only three v three. Apex Legends, Fortnite, Call of Duty, hell, Quake, still exist. Please just try. I would rather you make a unique, cool, uh, single player game than uh, even attempt to play this.
3: You know, and also, I'm looking at it right now. It says Rocket Arena is a free modification for the multiplayer first-person shooter games Quake, Quake 2, Quake 3, Arena, and Quake 4. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. It's literally on uh, Google. Like, when I looked it up, um, there are also ports for Half-Life and Unreal Tournament. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, like, very disappointing. Not for me. Would it be fair to say
0: that stylized arena shooters... In 2020 or, like, World War II shooters in 2003?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything that that is denying that, because that's true.
0: Nothing wrong in theory. Just maybe a bit oversaturated at the moment. The last big announcement came on Friday, and that was the release of The Last of Us Part Two. Without going into spoilers, what would be y'all's initial impressions of The Last of Us Part Two, Colton Wizzle?
1: I'm, uh, probably, uh, 17 hours in, so I'm gonna give you 17 <laughs> hours of story right now. No, I am not. Uh, it's a very fun game. If you like the first game, uh, you'll love this game, because it is the first game at heart, uh, not story-wise, but, like, gameplay and, like, uh, spiritually-wise, uh, but 10 times, uh, over. It is super dark, super brutal, uh, super gay, really cool, uh and I'm overall just really enjoying it. I I see a lot of people hating it and I don't really get it. Um but hey, I, let me
3: go in uh say what Colt uh Colt won't, won't say or he can't say. The people hating it automatically, homophobes, transphobes. Boom. No, no. The, I mean, you know, people... Winslow's shooting this shot. <laughs> no, I mean, if you have, like, you know, a good... Like, I know uh, a lot of people talking about how brutal and bleak it is, and that's, you know, that that's understandable, especially if it's triggering. But uh, there's also a lot of hate uh, from people who are just pretty much asking themselves as being homophobes and transphobes. So, fuck them. Um, like Colt said, I've only played a little over an hour because this game, for some reason, has just extracted this vis- vis- visceral reaction from me that like i have to put it down every so often and do something else because it's just so um so bleak so anxiety or dread inducing and like that's good fucking game development in my opinion if you can get a game to do that to me or i know other people who are having the same um uh, effect, fa- or having the same situation, that's pretty damn good, and, like, Colt said, this game's fun, it's beautiful, I mean, shit, like, this isn't a spoiler, um, but, like, the combat, there's a, there was a, there's a part in there where, uh, I'm having to sneak around, and, motherfucker, I accidentally, like, <laughs> I accidentally bumped into, or, or my character was moving, and she bumped into a shelf, and and the shelf actually fucking moved and made a sound and almost killed me. Like what?
1: This is another thing about the game is I, I, I forgot. I keep forgetting. Last of Us games they're horror games, and uh, Last of Us Part Two it's it is definitely a horror game at heart because these clickers. I don't know what they did. They recorded like. The gurgles of hell for these sounds they make—they're they're, scary as shit. They're so scary, I hate them and so like much. I thought they
3: were such—I already knew they were a problem in the first game, but like in this game, especially with how reactive you are to your or how reactive the environment is to you, they're even more dangerous. Like,
1: oh my god, <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, you gotta watch out for like bottles or glass on the ground. If you step on some broken glass. They'll just suddenly scream really loudly and charge you and beat you to death or if you bump like literally like
3: I was saying like if you bump into a shelf or or something like the stuff on the shelf or whatever you're bumping into will move and it will make sound it's ridiculous but that, I mean that's realistic I mean that's pretty damn realistic too because if you were in that situation that would happen but still man.
1: Good ass game so far. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to beat it. Uh, I will probably have beaten this game by the time this episode comes out, which is uh, two days from now. Yeah. So it, it's it's not a short game. The first game was like ten hours long. This game, uh, I th- it's like twenty plus hours.
3: And I'll probably be diving deep into it, like for this weekend as we're recording.
1: So I don't. I'll probably beat it within the, within the next week. But fuck. It's a blast. If you like scary games, give it a chance. Or if you haven't played the first game, don't jump into this one. Play the first game first because there is some story stuff that I'd say you'd want or it would have a bigger impact if you played the first game first.
0: Yeah. Funny how sequential storytelling works that way.
1: Yeah, I just see people like jumping into like the fourth or seventh game thinking, like, okay, I should get the story now. I should be going into this fine, blind, uh, or I should say six, because I see people playing Yakuza 6, and they're like, who the fuck are all these people? I don't know any of these people. Why do these people matter? And they haven't played the first five games. Just small shit that bothers me. Just play the first games before you jump into the sequential games, please. Nah, man, I jumped into Metal Gear Solid Five and had a fucking blast. Th- that is different, because... <laughs> The Metal Gear games... Well, I mean, that that's a prequel. Yeah, it, it is a prequel, and the Metal Gear games, the way they're set up, is very unique. You yeah. don't have to play the other games before you jump in. I yours.
2: would argue you would probably have to play the first three before playing four, but...
1: That is true. Four is different.
0: I mean, you, you can't be like my mom when she watches movies, where she watches the sequel first, and only watches the first one if she thinks the sequel's good enough.
1: Yeah, I did the same thing with <laughs> Godfather 3 and I got really mad when they started getting younger. It was pretty fucked up.
0: It's Benjamin Button the Mafia. <laughs>
1: yeah. They <laughs> rose that motherfucker from oh, the dead, man. too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what he didn't tell you is he actually is watching the movies themselves backwards.
1: Yeah. <laughs> My TV's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know what? No, no, never mind. Fuck
2: it.
1: Okay.
3: No, I'm just thinking like, man, let's just jump into Twilight. And we've already <laughs> done we that. We've already
1: done that. <laughs> that was last Thanksgiving, though. I know. Y'all. I know. And I don't want to do that again. Please <laughs> no.
0: Well, we'll we'll just find another bad movie to uh to watch together like
2: Artemis Fowl. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to do that. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> After we we'll, we'll talk about that off air. But,
0: yeah, uh, if you have Disney Plus, do yourself a favor and watch that movie because it's a fucking hoot.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's an hour and a half. It's real short. But, God.
0: Yeah, don't worry. It goes by in a flash.
1: Is that a teaser? Is the flash in Artemis Fowl? Yes.
0: Oh, that and the movie goes at 100 miles per hour. So, it, so however short the movie is, it feels even shorter because the plot progression is light speed.
2: So, yeah, that's our endorsement of Artemis Fowl. It's bad but funny. It's a fun bad.
0: Wrapping up today's episode, we want to just glance over uh, the PC gaming show and the future game show because that was came out the week before. But we, we wanted to focus last week on the review of PlayStation Five. Were there any of the games that were shown in the PC gaming show and future games that y'all wanted to talk about real quick before we wrapped
1: up today? Uh, I'm super glad Persona Four was released on Steam. I've already played it on Vita. I was one of the few, uh, the, like the one of the 12 people that bought a Vita, and I really, really enjoyed Persona 4 Golden. I'm really glad that they're finally releasing it on something that people have, and uh, it's selling extremely well. And I'm starting to think that maybe Persona, maybe some Shin Megami games. I don't know how licensing works, but maybe we can get some of those games on PC and possibly on every other console that's not Nintendo. I'm mainly talking about Shin Megami Tensei because I really want to play those games.
2: Uh, Because I was thinking about getting Persona 4 for like the PS2 because uh, I've been in, I'm taking a break from Persona 5 right now, but I was playing it. And then when they announced this, it's like, well, fuck, yeah, here we go. Don't have to... Out the and also, PS2. a good thing
1: is, uh, f- most modern computers can probably run this bitch. It's not that intense of a game. Yeah, 100%. Uh,
0: I was happy to see Ublitz, uh mentioned again because, like, uh, God Almighty, is that game adorable? It's like Pokemon and Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon just had a, a fusion dance in the game, and it's just painfully adorable, and, like, I, that's one I, I really endeavored to try to pick up and play, because that was, like, so much fun and just so wholesome to play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: for sure. Um, you get
0: to grow your friends.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah. A game I'm probably not never going to pick up, but I really love the aesthetic of is Among Trees.
3: Yes. That game looked, That game looks really pretty. That game looked really, really good.
2: Um, Proteus, that, that game actually looked pretty sick, too. Is that's the one that's like the like old Doom style? It, it, like, it's
0: like it's a combination of like new new style sh- shooters and like the pixelated of like old Doom. Yeah, and it has like a really nice combination of the two aesthetics. And I to me, I got a big kick at how the HUD looks like the setup from Metroid Prime.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it looks
0: yeah. The game that really threw me just how different it was was um Ikulinati, which is yes. essentially the like the medieval like illuminated tomes but as like an RPG with like meta elements on it there. like you the reader can interact with the battle that's happening on the page like you can hit your fist and like damage people on 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 the page and like never would i think to see like medieval art as like a, a battle style in a video game
3: yeah 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 no when i saw this i was like this looks like i I'm, i mean i'm not really into um uh this type of game but like i mean when it comes out, I'm going to pick it up. It looks fun, and looks really, you know, unique. It uh, kind of reminds me of, like, you know, with that, like, with that, how stylish it is. It kind of reminds me of how, like, Cuphead is very stylish. And um, this one game that came out uh, a while ago called a uh, apophion which is pretty much, it took, like, the um, like the artwork on, like, Greek um, vases or whatever, pottery, and, like, pretty much made it into a game. And uh, that was really fun. So this looks really neat in my opinion it
1: reminds me of uh there was a game i can't remember what it's called it was you it's like greek art and uh you you're roaning around It came out in like 2014 and you're playing on the side of a vase
3: i just <sighs> i just said I'm it Sorry.
1: I, I hear luke is barking in the background i'm trying to get him to stop Pa-fian, Pa-fian. there we go uh i tried playing that game i couldn't play it because the yellow <laughs> color blasted my eyes and gave my brain a brain blast a headache. So, uh, but this game doesn't look like it would do that because it's all white, and I, I, am okay with that.
0: It's definitely probably the most unique game I've seen in a very long time, and it, I'm it, interested yeah. to see how it plays. Yeah, uh, definitely.
1: Last game for me for the Pizza
0: Gaming Show was Potionomics. I just, I was really, uh, I really liked the character art they had for the game and how expressive the model was. Cause it's an RPG, but so there's a lot of like crafting it, cause you're, cause you're a wizard trying to make potions and I, and Sort of like learning the art of the deal and using your, you know, your rapport with your customer, your clientele to, to bolster your shop, bolster your sales, and sort of build your reputation in the city to kind of like make your business grow. And And I, I, that seemed like a really fun, simple game that, that I like to check out when data, right? And I think a lot of the games for the PC Gaming Show are within the year to early next year.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, one of the games that I- I've They didn't... We don't have on our list on the dock. It's called Ghost Runner. And that's the game that I am super, super excited for. It's a super fast uh, parkour Mirror's Edge type game where you have a katana and you're supposed to like run and dash. They released a demo. It's only like probably five minutes if you're super fast. And uh, your goal is to uh, bounce off the walls, run too quickly as possible to stop a prisoner from being executed. Very cyberpunk, very beautiful. I know it's not for everyone because, boy, it plays super fast. I'm really, yeah. really wanting to play that. So uh, that's the one I oh, – yeah. the PC gaming show that I really like. The
3: um. Also, I don't know if these were shown at the PC gaming show, but, like, there was one game I uh, I told Colt about. It's called Roki, and it is an adventure game that's inspired by Scandinavian folklore, and uh, it has, like – it's very uh, stylistic with its art. It looks really neat. Um, it's like, it's a lot of exploration and puzzles and uh, puzzle solving, and uh, currently it will come to Switch, and I really, really, really want to, tr- like, play it right now because it looks so good. It looks so, like, interesting because of all, like, the monsters and stuff, and um, another game that was, I don't know, again, I don't know if this was at the gaming show because i didn't uh, i didn't catch it and it's like two hours long um it's uh system shock redux and uh this is like the game that like inspired like bioshock and stuff and uh it's like a first person uh first person game um it looks really you know i really cool i want to play the game that inspired you know so many other games like bioshock and um it kind of it kind of reminds me because it has a lot of puzzle solving, you know, first person shooting elements and stuff like that. So, uh, really, really excited for that as well. Just
0: moving right along to the future game show, they had forty six games they were showcasing one that uh, I I was really struck by. I got the feeling that Colt would like it, and that was uh, Get to the Orange Door. It's like it, it reminds me a lot of Tron Legacy, and just sort of like it's dark yeah. environments and like neon color lines. And to me, I you know I'm not like super big into shooters but i really like the aesthetic of it really drew me to it and that's something i'd be like i would like to check out colt what did you get a chance to look at uh oh yeah it
1: looks really really fun it reminds me of we were just talking about how uh quick ghost runner is it reminds me of ghost runners speed because it is it also an insanely fast first person shooter and i'm watching the gameplay reveal again because i do remember it now uh I, whew, it looks like Tron, and I'm wanting to play it so super badly. But it is uh, PC and Xbox only, so I probably won't be playing it for a while. And, and uh, w-
2: the one thing about the future gaming show that I thought looked cool was Dustborn, just from like the character design and the oh, world yeah. design. Oh, yeah. It looked really cool. It, it
1: reminds me of uh, uh, fuck, Telltale Games. It looks like a... Uh, a modern day telltale game. Yeah, but
2: it uh, but it doesn't look like butt.
1: Uh, have you seen a modern day Telltale game, Jonathan?
2: Bitch. <laughs> Not a modern day one, but the old ones do. Look I mean, like yeah, butt, they do. And they look like butt back in the day.
1: I didn't think that. I like their design. It's meant to look gritty.
2: I mean I like
3: I, I like their design too, but I don't know. I guess I'm just yeah, a fucking I guess idiot. He,
1: Jonathan hates everybody that likes Jesus telltale games. Christ. I guess Jonathan hates art. This one looks really pretty. I like it. It's very telltale. It's even got the uh, uh, the uh, dialogue same system where you got to choose which one you want to say. But it also has yeah. a, a combat system. Oh god, a burp, combat system that looks pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, because uh, they made they put a big emphasis on the power of words in this game. It really seems like your player character like projects a word like an onomatopoeia and it does the corresponding impact on the uh, enemies in the game. Oh
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm definitely into in that. It's like it's a gorgeous game. I love the cel I love the stylization of it, and I'm very interested to see how that goes. There wasn't any new footage for this game, but just seeing it on the future games show reminded me of it. How, how how just interesting of a concept it was. I, I think it's been released for maybe other places. Uh, that was Carry On, where it's where you play yeah. as yes. you know, as like a, a monster, like this big pile of mass monster. And basically, the more people you kill, the larger your mass gets, and you sort of invade the uh, the environment you're in to kill all the humans. Yeah, and take it's over. not out yet. God. I really
3: want to play it, though. I really want to play it too. Like, fuck. Oh my god. I think winds
0: will be really into this one.
3: Yeah. Ever since they showed out, I've been waiting fucking forever. And I mean, you know, the I thing, get it. Pretty
1: much. It looks. It reminds me of The Thing. Hey, Cole.
3: Guess what? It's inspired by.
1: Uh, Alien.
3: The Thing. It's clobbering time. That one,
0: the big rock man with a big rock dick.
1: Yeah, Yeah. maybe. What
0: happens when he breaks it? He cries. Yeah, whenever he gets a kidney stone, he actually pisses out a tiny little ball of flesh.
1: I'm done. Oh God, bad. (laughs) (laughs) Pat said two bad things this episode. Great job, Pat. I get to be bad
0: sometimes. Maybe.
1: Oh, that was a bad picture. Ew, ew.
0: And uh, just before we sign off, are looking ahead for the upcoming week, what we can expect. We have on Monday the Developers uh, Showcase, and we also have the end of the Steam Game Festival, which is a showcase of all the games that are coming up for Steam. We also have a Smash Bros. Ultimate character announcement. Uh, they said it would be only for the ARMS character to be introducing to Smash Brothers. Who that character is, that's yet to be uh, determined. Yes, on Tuesday, we have Spongebob Squarepants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Anticipated game of the year.
1: Now this is epic.
0: Continuing for Tuesday, we have New Game Plus Live event with a lot of smaller independent companies and the t- Japanese companies. They'll be showcasing their games there. And on Wednesday, we have a second Pokemon Presents which something they alluded to on last week's uh, event that there will be a big announcement for a larger game they'd be talking about. Some people are expecting a Pokemon Let's Go of the Johto region. Some people are expecting Gen 4 remakes. So, it's what it is, something something, uh, I guess, a bit more substantial for the Pokemon series. Definitely interested to find out what
1: that is. Please be Gen 4 remakes. And lastly,
0: for next week, we have Thursday, June 25th, and that's Cyberpunk 2077. Night City Wire live event, basically the showcase of Cyberpunk as it stands right now. Obviously, it's a more in-depth look for what Cyberpunk will offer come this fall.
1: Video games are still doing good. Uh, even though this month is coming to a close, it doesn't mean that like uh, the video game announcements is, are going to end. It's going to continue through August. So, we're going to have a packed uh, video game news-related summer, and... I'm super excited for it because it just started, or not just started. We're midway through. I feel at this point, point. and uh, we've got some good news so far, and we got some more good stuff to come. Because Microsoft hasn't even done their big thing yet. We got to wait for them to like pop off after Sony's uh, big pop off.
3: Yeah, they're they're still got an event planned, and you know we got game releases as well. Uh, like Pat said, SpongeBob, and then at the end of July we got uh, Destroy All Humans.
1: As well. And Ghost of Tsushima.
3: Ghost of Tsushima as <laughs> well in July. Fuck.
0: There's, there's still plenty to comment. You know. We'll be talking about it along the way in some form or another. Just to wrap up, thank you all for listening today for this uh, gaming news recap. We'll have even more gaming stuff on the way. Thank you all for listening. You can jo- uh, join us on s- social media, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, RSS, catchers. We're there. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe on all those platforms. That really helps us out spreads us around and helps us uh, be more visible to more people you can follow us on twitter and instagram at aych podcast you can follow us on letterbox and facebook at all you can hear you can follow us on twitch on twitch.tv slash all you can hear and on youtube at all you can hear as well and finally you can follow me patrick online on instagram and twitter at john Lust's name and my art on facebook at facebook.com slash john Lust's name art
2: my name is jonathan you can follow me on twitter at J O N I I B O I twenty four and John Owenson twelve on Letterboxed. Been watching a lot of movies. Oh yeah,
1: Jonathan, Pat, uh Tanner, and me as well all been going crazy on the movies. Uh yeah. I guess fuck me. Yeah.
0: I
3: guess maybe fuck you.
0: You haven't done you haven't been watching much, good, good.
1: man. You've been watching, but not Bitch, as much. I-
3: Fuck you. I'm almost halfway. I got shit yeah, to do,
1: whatever. though.
2: Get on our level, yeah. Wenzel. Get on our level.
1: Yee-yee-ass haircut. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. Uh, just do a backflip for me. Uh, oh, oh. Oh, that was nice. Thank you.
0: Hey, hey. Uh, round of applause for the person who did the backflip.
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
3: Good job. Good job for... um. Being told what to do okay, by a shithead. Okay, that's just
1: mean. Now you're bullying them and me? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, thank you for listening. I'm Winslow. You can follow me on Twitter at WinslowWinsey. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Winslow. And also, just know, Tanner and Colt said they weren't going to do the 100 movie challenges this year. But guess what? They went back on their word. I, I said so fuck them.
1: that I would just watch and see how far I got. And turns out quarantine gave me too much time. And I went through 50 movies.
0: Yeah, Cole, you're like pretty close to 100 already. We're not even halfway through the year.
1: Yeah, and I usually watch uh, at least one movie a week. Uh, But thanks to quarantine, I just watched one movie a day for like 15 days. And some days I just watched three movies a day. So it's not my fault, Wenzel. I have too much time or I had too much time. Fair. Thank you all
0: so much for listening today. Take care of yourselves. We'll be talking to you very soon.
1: Bye-bye.